C-A-M-P-A-D-U-L-T-H-O-O-D Camp Adulthood Bridging the Millennial Divide One conversation at a time Interviewing guests Strangers and friends We hope that you enjoy your stay at Camp Adulthood Hello and welcome to Camp Adulthood and the Resident Youth. I'm the Resident Youth, Maddie Yergi. And I'm Camp Adulthood, Shay Keats. And this is year two of Camp Adulthood Goes Camping. We're so excited. Same campsite, different spot. Same peeps. Same ladies. Who do we have here, Shay? Introduce our guests. All right. Well, first we have Kristen Keats. Hello. Cousin, also return guest. Everyone's a return guest of the pod. So, uh, Kristen, you want to introduce yourself and, and tell us... You know, what, what's been going on with you since last year? Give us the quick rundown. So, yeah. Hi, I'm Kristen, and it's been a crazy year, obviously, as it has been for everybody. I started a business, still raising my two teenagers, and um, it's funny what how much can happen in a year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about that we were here a year ago, but I think it'll be interesting to talk to we've also got kelsey and haley here who were here last year and so i think it'll be interesting to talk to them and get their perspective because a year in in teens is a lot more yes. than it is for us yes All right, and now we have kelsey kelsey Hi. is now 14 years old and let's hear a little bit about what's been going on with you this past year kelsey um not much has happened with me i have grown up and matured very much um, that's all really. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, nothing really has changed. Nothing happened with COVID? Oh, um, it's boring. COVID is yeah. boring. Yeah, COVID is well, boring. That end. But we have Haley here too. Hello, Haley. Hello. How's, how's Excellent it to be here. Huh? <laughs> how's, it, how's it to be here camping on the Oregon coast? Um, it's different than last year because pandemic. Yes. Well, yeah. this is a great lead-in. So, obviously, topic du jour, relatable to everyone. Shay and I have gone into great detail in other episodes about how it's been for us, um, but definitely interested in how it's been for the group. I'm obviously coming from New York, so that was, like, real craziness in, like, March and April. But I'll say, like, this trip, for me, we've done nothing different from my perspective than we did last year. Other than you have to wear masks and like just generally not be an idiot and use hand sanitizer. But I'm interested in Oregon. Like what are the nuances to COVID for any of you guys? I mean, I think the main thing for us as a family is the schooling. That mm. has been the main stressor because like for me and my work, like that was no problem. We're easy. It's easy for me to do my work remotely, but it's mainly having the kids in school and trying to get our arms or making sure they get educated, but also worried about their psychological well-being and their social well-being and trying to balance everything out while still working at the same time. Yes. Me and every other parent, I realize, in the U.S. going through the same thing. Yeah, that is terrifying. How has it been for you guys? As from the, Kelsey Do you share the same perspective? Kelsey and Haley are just finishing the eighth grade, so they weren't able to do, I mean, you guys can talk about this, but any of your end of eighth grade right. activities. Yeah. So talk about what that's been like. Um, so for graduation, we did like a drive-by. So 
we drove on the track of the school and like took a picture or whatever and got our certificate and then left. And it was really just our, my family. And then I got my certificate, took a picture and left. So we couldn't do the actual graduation or anything to celebrate the end of the year, but I don't know. It wasn't that big of a bummer for me, but I feel like it would have been more of a bummer for like the high school graduates. Yeah. But what's been the hardest part of it all for you, Kels? Um, I think motivating myself to do schoolwork because towards the end of the year, I lost all my motivation. Yeah. So you were all online, right? Yeah. And, um, you have to catch up with all of it to pass any of your classes, but it was also really easy to pass classes because some, in some of them I had missing work and I just did the tests and I still passed. So you went pass fail. Yeah, okay. basically. What about like the social aspect yeah. for you guys? Like, have you been able to see friends? Obviously you guys are friends, you're here, mm -hmm. but like Haley was quarantining before she came here. So like being COVID safe, but do you feel like having the phones and stuff keeps you connected or it's harder to kind of have that same social interaction? Um, well, having the phones obviously makes it easier, but without the social interaction, it's really, really hard, especially because um, a ton of other kids my age aren't staying home anyways. Mm. Yeah, we see hordes of teenagers just running around the streets. Yeah. So you're saying like your family is maybe taking it a little bit more seriously than other families. So yeah. that's been hard. Uh huh. Do you feel that Kristen as like a mom that it's hard if other parents are like not doing the same stuff yeah. to like enforce it? Yeah. And I get it. It's hard. It's hard to know where to draw the line. Like, so we kind of had this rule as a family at the very beginning that each kid would have one person that of course, not knowing that quarantine was going to last multiple months, you know, yeah, at that time, we thought it was going to be like three weeks. Right. So we're like, okay, you get one friend that you can hang out with and that'll be safe. Well, and also it's different than New York because you guys were like early on in the crisis where I feel like either we're just getting hit with our wave or maybe our wave is coming later. Yeah. So it's like prolonged yeah. the process for I feel, us. Well, hopefully you guys don't get a wave because you didn't really get it super hard in March and April and you're right. not getting it super hard now. So right. hopefully, so, knock on wood, you guys are spared, but... It's hard when it's like there's no end in sight. That's right. That's right. And I know these guys are getting impatient. I know you're right. They see their friends. You know, we hear our neighbors having parties, so it does make it really hard. But on the other hand, I can't afford to take any chances with my own health or other yeah. family members or anything like that. So it's like it, it's kind of a rock and a hard place. So I get it that it's hard for all the parents, but we we don't really have any consistency between all the friends. Yeah. What about you, Haley? Do you share the same sentiment that it was hard to do the schoolwork? Has there been anything else that, particular with the COVID times, that's been crazy? Um, I think it's a little stressful that socially everyone, or a majority of our friends are like are allowed to like go out and do whatever. So you guys are kind of in the minority in the yeah. like lockdown. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's tough. Yeah. Um, and I think the schoolwork was just a little more difficult because we never had that extra help towards the end of the year. Mm, and even though point. it's easy, it's just much different than like being able to see your friends in the hallway and being able to talk to one another in class because yeah. everything's online. That spontaneous interaction. Yeah. Also, I think like it was like little things. Um, my friend Faith said something about it where like she misses like little things in school like going to the bathroom and then 
you see one of your friends in the hallway and then you talk with them for a while and you skip class. Well, not the whole class, but obviously. But like, <laughs> you skip, Kristen's face, sorry, you can't what? see it, but you that was a look like, of shock. You skip like like 10 minutes of class yeah. or whatever. You get a little bit of a mental break. Yes. <laughs> Let's call it that. Sorry, Mama. <laughs> No, I get that. I definitely, I was talking to Corey about this because I, there's a, like a craft beer bar that's near my apartment in New York and they've been open kind of the whole quarantine time in various capacities where you can get beers to go and it's like really nice craft beer stuff. And they finally opened up like a little outdoor patio area and there was, I was waiting for my order to go to get picked up and I was talking to this guy who was like in line behind me and I was like, oh, this is the first internet, like time I've talked to a stranger in five months and we've been talking about that Malcolm Gladwell book talking to strangers that I really want to read and I was like so I think that spontaneous interaction of like people that you don't see all the time or even just like strangers is very important. I also find that I think I really miss I never thought that I was a super physical person like hugging or like physical touch. Yeah physical touch person but because we haven't been able to do it you know I realized how how unnatural it feels to not greet someone with a hug and even my own family like in my family like I mean I've given Kristen a couple hugs over the but it's always like nervous disclosure Shay and I hugged at the airport but we were both wearing masks and obviously now we're camping and whatever but but. it's just weird because it made me realize actually how much I do like even though like physical touch isn't my love language it's still really (laughs) important and it really um you know, and then it's been so weird, just like Chris said, like we have this, like, even though we're family and we've seen each other, it feels so awkward. Um, but like one of our colleagues, uh, a couple weeks ago, I had dropped food off at her house and she like gave me a hug and then she like jumped back, like, oh, I shouldn't have hugged yeah. you. Well, I and think I the, like, well, you know, hard. the hardest part do. for me is yeah. not that it makes me feel uncomfortable, but I'm like, I don't know what anyone's else's boundaries are. Yeah. So like some people are totally like whatever fine with it or like you don't know like any interaction where people are coming from with it and so some people are totally fine with it and some people aren't um so like for me it's less about like my comfort level with it and more about like I don't want to overstep someone else's boundary so that's hard any other thoughts on COVID ladies any other stuff I'm just interested because you guys have so much space here in Oregon like in New York it's like everyone's on top of each other and like yeah. we've been out I think camping. we've been really grateful that we've been able, like we can go to the park. We can go for a walk yeah. for the most part. I mean, we can socially distance. A lot. I mean, we have a huge backyard. Yeah. Like I'm super grateful for all of that. Yeah, so, the outdoor yes. space. Yes, outdoor space has been huge. And we had decent weather during the spring, which we usually so don't. So yeah, that made a huge difference too. So there's been a lot to be grateful for, but... Um, yeah, I, th- I mean, I think for us, the big uncertainty over the summer has been what's going to happen with school. Yeah. So they just announced that's going to be all distance learning. They just announced no fall sports. They just, they kind of, I feel like dragged their feet a little bit yeah. in getting the word out, but I guess they kind of were waiting till the last possible minute. Yeah. But I wonder like how these girls are feeling. Like, how do you feel Kelsey that like, cause Kelsey was supposed to do marching band. Like now that's not at least happening till spring. So we're not having football games and the things that like you're, they're just starting high school. So all those things that you think of as like starting high school aren't going to happen. Do you have feelings about that? Um, I'm a little bummed, but like if they're, I don't know, like 
the football games and stuff was just on like my Friday nights. Like it's not, it's not my whole life. Um, I'm bummed about marching band because that was going to be my first year doing it. But there's also the other three years of high school that I'll get an opportunity to do it. Yeah. But you have stuff to look forward to. Mm-hmm. But that's good. That's a nice positive attitude. Yeah. But it's I am still disappointing. Bummed. I am bummed that like. Some of my brother's friends are like upperclassmen and I won't get to go to school with them or my brother. Um, and I was looking forward to going to the same school with him. But I mean, it's whatever. Yeah, we're all making do yeah. with the hand that we're dealt. All right, no more COVID thoughts. We're all COVIDed out. Well, I think, you know, the other big thing that Maddie and I have already talked about is the um, is the Black Lives Matter movement. And I was really interested to hear a little bit about Kelsey and Haley's opinion on this because, you know, they've both been big protesters and had a lot to say on this topic. Um, Kelsey, I know especially, has been vocal and even stood up and spoke in front of the whole town at a protest. And I was very, very proud of her. Um, so I wanted to get their thoughts on it and yours too, of course, Kristen. Um, but let's hear, let's hear what the teens have to say. Um, I don't know. Where do I start? Why did, what, what why made you, yeah. Why was it important to you to stand up at the protest and talk about your experience? Um, I think I've noticed like a lot of like, um just like subtle racism like in our town and stuff and like a lot of microaggressions um where like people will use nicknames or, but not nicknames um yeah slurs that's what it not nicknames <laughs> um and like just say a lot of stuff that's like really really borderline and a lot of the time, if you call someone out, like, you're in the wrong. Or people, a lot of the time, say, you're snowflake. Like, you're fragile. And I'm like, or you, can't, or you can't take a joke. Or you can't take yeah, a joke. That's, that's the other true. one. Yeah. I feel like even this weekend, like, you guys have been looking at Snapchat or whatever. And, like, there was that guy, or it was in the group chat. Like, mm -hmm. someone posted, some boy, like, posted some sexist stuff and, like, he was getting called out and even then he was kind of like oh you know yeah. i'm the victim here so yeah um a lot of the time if like you correct someone or speak up about something you can't take a joke and you're sensitive and like i don't know it's it's really difficult to talk to people because now it's like there's barely anyone that i have the same opinions as and um a lot of like other high school like other kids in your grade or like yeah. just in town we should say for our listeners that maybe are new to the podcast you guys live in a suburb of portland mm -hmm. that's predominantly white is that fair to Correct. say yes way yeah. predominantly. so just to like place the conversation yeah. and yeah. like where so we're i talking wonder about. do you feel like you've lost friendships over since black lives matter yeah yeah a ton a ton like well, I've lost, like, two or three, I'd say. Wow. Um, and, like, I don't know. A lot of people's mindset is, it doesn't affect me, therefore it's not an issue. 
and that's a big issue. That's that is an issue because like that's just them being selfish. So yeah, and you guys had. I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, but you guys had like a the march that you're talking about where you spoke up. Kelsey was in like your small town. You guys didn't go into like the big downtown right. Portland port, port yeah. like protest. So how was that for you guys that were there, having it be like a little bit more of a localized? Um, me, what I thought thing. was important about that one that was in our town is, I think even though there's hardly any black people in our town, I think it was important for them to see the people in the community show up for them. And um, so I, I thought I was really glad that we did participate in it, if nothing else for that. And I thought it was really great how we got to hear their voices. They got to speak and say, and I thought it was great because there were kids that were Kelsey's age that were saying, oh yeah, these kids think that they're being friendly with me. They think they're joking around with me and they're insulting me and they're calling me the N word and they're acting like we're pals, but we're not. I know it's unbelievable. But, and the fact that these kids like, Oh, you're my N word. White kids are saying that to a black kid. And he's like, well, I kind of go along with it, but I'm not comfortable with it. So I thought it was really important for them to have that space to be able to say that. That's great. When Shay, Shay and I talked about it, not on mic, but just as friends. And I thought that was so great compared to some of the experiences that I had in New York of like white people taking the mic and not having that space for black people to speak and not having it be like a learning space and not be you know, people coming from outside their own community into a community that they don't really know about and speaking. So I thought that was really great about the, the, that particular gathering in your town. Yeah. And I also appreciated that we had one, I wish it was more, we had one city councilman come out and support. So I thought that was, well, that was interesting and informative on both ways that he did come out and that who didn't come out for it. Um, I thought that was good to know yeah as an informed voter <laughs> yes exactly preparing you know for november for yeah the, uh, city council yeah. cool anything else on that i know we were focusing on that specific event but i know like there's been a lot going on on social media and stuff has it been kind of the same or um i don't know sometimes if i post things on social media i lost um one of my friends because he um, got mad at me that I spoke up about Black Lives Matter and certain politics. And he was like, all you post about is Black Lives Matter and politics. And it's annoying to see. Which isn't even true. I follow Kelsey and she posts about a myriad of topics. Yeah. So not only is that bigoted, but it's also, yes, environmentalism, which we talked about last year. <laughs> you have a very nice eclectic feed of many important topics, but go on. Um, yeah, he like um talk to me about something that i posted on my story and he was like you only uh, you only post about politics and this and this and you're so sensitive and it's annoying to see and i was like uh okay it's like the block button the mute button exists or yeah. you can unfollow <laughs> yeah you don't need to tell me mm-hmm. that's uh, annoying that's crazy. Have you, Kristen, we were talking about this off mic, but as a business owner, you're building a business and posting publicly as the CEO of your company and a founder and everything. Like, have you gotten any 
pushback from that or any like interactions with people that you're like, whoa, this is not what I was expecting from that type of thing? Actually, thankfully, um, I have not. And I felt like it's funny because I felt like I had to go out on a limb a little bit. Once we got a couple weeks into the protests and I, I guess I wanted to make sure that anyone that I was working with, with our company was aligned with us which kind of makes me nervous because there's vendors that I love that I was like, oh my God, I was scared to You're see like, what I their hope. stance was, but I had to find out yeah. because I didn't want to not, I didn't want to work with vendors that were not aligned with us. So thankfully if, if there were vendors that didn't come out publicly, yeah. yeah, if there were vendors that didn't come out publicly, so I had to go to each one of our vendors, look at their website, look at their social media. Most of them actually had publicly posted. So yeah. I was like, okay, good. For those that didn't, there was only a couple that I had to actually specifically reach out to. Yeah. And thankfully they did confirm that. Mm -hmm. Yes, we agree. We just haven't, you know, gotten our messaging up or whatever. Right. And, um, so I was glad about that. Yeah. So yeah, luckily I don't feel like our business has had any fallout because I feel like from the beginning we been really uh clear yeah, about you have a very consistent messaging I yeah feel. yeah so it wasn't anything new to us so yeah <laughs> thank you Shay <laughs> it wasn't anything new Shay, to us to you. come out and say that so it shouldn't have been shocking to anyone but yeah. I thought what I thought what was interesting to me as a business owner is that the voices that were quiet and mm -hmm. that gave me pause with a lot of people that we do work with or yeah. have worked with in the past yeah I think one thing we were talking about earlier that's been really interesting on that front is um just how these types of things that used to be such like kind of church and state separation, right? Like something like this would be considered political and therefore you don't talk about it in the business space. But now it's not like that. We have to talk about it. Yeah. And it has to be, um, these human rights issues have to be part of the way we do right. business. And I think it's interesting. Like, I think all of us here have like a very nuanced approach and Shay and I talked about this the last time we talked about this topic, but like, so many people are going to hear this episode and they're going to be like, Oregon, Black Lives Matter. They're going to think about what's happening in Portland, which I think is very different from, A, the the march and the what we were talking about in the town that you guys live in. Mm -hmm. And also different, I think, in a lot of ways from what the actual Black Lives Matter movement is. Yes. So how how has that been, like, not having to go into Portland and not being in that that fray, but also being supportive of like at the core of what black lives matter stands for, but not, you know, wanting that to be the face of like what this is. Right. I, yeah. And I think it's really confusing. It's, it's confusing for me as like an adult kind of like bystander watching the news because I'm conflicted because I, I, I can't put myself in people's shoes that are protesting that have been oppressed that are dealing with all the stuff they're dealing with so i can't say this is wrong what you guys are doing but i also look at what's happening and saying is this yeah is this actually about black lives matter right. still are we still talking about that i don't yeah. know the answer i'm suspecting no but i don't know for sure because yeah. you're right i don't venture to portland it's not a place i would take the, the kids to you know participate in the protests um so yeah it's hard to know i know what didn't help was having the federal agents come yeah. to Portland. I know that that just put gasoline on the whole situation. And so that just made everything yeah. worse. Um, but yeah, I feel like that the violent aspect of it kind of yeah. taints the message in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. I've had a lot of conversations with friends in New York because there were certainly great pockets of what was happening in New York, but then there were certainly really 
difficult pockets of what was happening. And I went to a couple demonstrations specifically surrounding George Floyd of more of like a vigil capacity than like a protest or like a march capacity. And um, they weren't great because I felt like they were centering for lack of better phrasing, white liberal people that felt guilty and not people that were sharing real pain. So that's why I was so encouraged when Shay right. was telling me about where you guys went and then hearing you guys all talk about it today. Like, I guess that's, that's the beauty of that. That's what it should be. Yes. And that's what the I statement agree. Black Lives Matter means to me. And it's that's a shame that, that people... Portland ones. It's like, I'm seeing white people like you know being violent, white people defacing right. the federal building. I'm like, you guys should not be the ones saying anything we you just need to be quiet and be supportive yeah <laughs> good excellent anything else anyone wants to say on that topic no okay great special shall we bring each bring a log to our yes. campfire both so, metaphorical and literal here tonight yes we have i'll put the phone it's gonna melt yeah, don't if melt i do it but don't you can really hear it. it's crackling <laughs> it's crackling um okay so everyone can skip if they want not a big deal but this is the opportunity if you have any we're all standing now like we're doing like a seance because it's <laughs> we're trying to get away from the smoke and get warm yeah. at the same time um but in our normal interviews, we give the guests an opportunity if there's any um, topics. It can be fun stuff. We talked about two kind of more heavy yeah, topics. Yeah, so like yeah. light stuff or like something funny that you saw on the Internet, a meme. Um, I have a topic. Yes. Kristen, <laughs> set us off. Yes. Well, on a lighter note, my highlight for the week is that Mark Hamill liked uh, a comment that I posted on one of his tweets on Twitter. And so that... I feel like I'm done. I've won at Twitter. And so that's... I love that. I don't need anything more out what of What is life. your Twitter so that all of our followers can follow you? My Twitter is at Kristen Keats, CPA. <laughs> and um, it is... I want to make it clear that this is not an official business Twitter account. <laughs> that this is my personal account. So even though that's very cool. But you um, can find breakaway ba on facebook and linkedin i know i feel like we haven't talked about breakaway on the podcast well shay has we've talked about her coaching practice and stuff but we would be remiss if we didn't discuss the business venture which is actually this like one year later episode is very fun because um last year there's been many life updates last year when we were camping shay was not engaged to the dearest consort david which yes. that has happened yes. Yes. Um, and we've talked much about the wedding and the postponement and everything, but it's still happening. Um, and then Shay and, uh, Chris were also kind of in the, I would say like it was happening. It was like bubbling, but not like set in stone what it was. Right. We last haven't actually launched yeah. the business yet. Yes. So maybe you guys can talk about what the, the business venture is. I'm going to let our CEO, uh, take the wheel on this one. <laughs> so September 1st of last year, we launched Breakaway, which Breakaway is a platform for bookkeepers, accountants, uh, controllers, and CFOs to support small businesses. And we support the accountants so that they can support small businesses. And so, yeah, it was an idea that was a couple years in the making with my partner, Martin, Martin Mall and I. And so, yeah, we really had just formed the idea. Shay helped us get us off the ground. We would not have been where we are without Shay. Absolutely. And so Shay has become one of our founding advisors and has just become critical to building the business. So we're here we are one year later. So we started with just Martin and I. We now have 13 of us in wow. the business and growing. And we've gotten a lot of interest lately just from, yeah, 
Mostly due to Shay's efforts, I have yeah. to say. Shay's yeah. efforts and connections have gotten us so yes. much further and than we would have otherwise. Our, our also former guest of the pod, Laura Vinci, yes. has helped us out. Yes, with some PR got us. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. Yes. She's, yeah, magical. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad. Look what a year makes. Well, yeah. A successful, think, thriving business. You know, we've talked a lot on this podcast about work and what the modern workplace looks today. And, you know, of course, I always wanted to work with Chris and I thought it was a cool idea and everything. But once... We started talking about it and and I dove in at the beginning, I felt like I have to be a part of this because they are recreating the modern workplace and I just will continue to brag on Kristen and her business partner, Martin, because they see, they saw as, you know, senior executives and senior management, like how shitty the modern workplace is for people, particularly in financial services and made it their mission to make to, to literally bring joy to the workplace in, in industries that didn't have joy, you know, and to bring diversity and bring inclusion and do all of these different things. And it's really special. I, in my career and, you know, the work that I've done, I haven't seen another business so dedicated to that. So I can't wait to see where we are next year when we're doing round three. Okay. Back to the Twitter. Yes. Yes. So that was the professional stuff, but on the (laughs) personal side, Mark Hamill, liked your tweet. So everyone should follow you because you're on a hot streak. I am on a hot streak. And it's funny. Yeah. Between that and yeah, a couple articles that we've gotten posted. So I've gotten a whole bunch of new followers this week, which was very exciting. And I have, I have a, a complicated relationship with Twitter because I do try to avoid negativity a lot. I try to focus on the positive. Right. But there's a lot of funny yes, crap there out is. there. It's the best really... comedians, everything. Yes. And just I even, feel the same way. I actually appreciate just the random people that post yeah. on the different things, but sometimes it can go to the dark side really yeah. fast. So I really have to meter it out. So yeah, I have a love hate with Twitter. That's great. Awesome. All right. Is Shay. That, your topic? that was my topic. topic. Twitter Me winning Twitter. Yes. I love it. I love it. Great. <laughs> All right. Make sure we weren't missing. Shay, Haley, or Kelsey. Topic. So I wanted to talk about the excellent piece of documentary uh, filmmaking and television, which is Indian matchmaking. Yes. It is, I haven't seen it, but it sounds amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> I loved it because I needed something interesting and different, but still not, you know, too deep. Um, but I just really didn't have any concept of what this looked like kind of in modern times. And it's just the whole premise of the show is there's this matchmaker out of Mumbai and she makes these matches for people of Indian who are Indian or of Indian descent all over the world. Um, And it was, there were many kind of problematic issues with the Indian matchmaker show, but um, the, the people they profiled were fascinating. Uh, There were cultures I didn't know much about and Maddie and I were having a slight disagreement over uh, whether Aparna uh, is a villain or just simply misunderstood. I think I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that that was the dichotomy. I would say I don't think she's a villain. I just understand why she's single and because she's <laughs> oh, insufferable. Yeah, well, that's the, I, I also understand that yeah. for sure. For sure. Like, I wouldn't want to be her friend or date her. But I don't think she's, like, a bad person at her heart. Her friends were super cute. I thought yeah. her friends were the best part of the show. That's true. The one that looked like an Indian um, Kristen Davis. Is that the yes. actress's name? Yeah. Yeah. I was well, Shay brought up the good point that, like, 
it is a reality show and it's edited, so maybe I'm not being as kind to Aparna. But we'd love to hear everyone's thoughts on Aparna. So, you know, send us an email, hello yeah. at campadulthood.com, and let us know what are your what are your thoughts on Aparna. So. Yeah. Well, the thing that I didn't like about it, kind of tying into the Black Lives Matter conversation, was like, I feel like I'm interested in everyone's thoughts on this because I think in America we have a blind spot to other cultures and we're so American-centric and we've been having all these important conversations about racism. But, like, watching that show, I was like, whew, the, like, ease at which they talk about people's skin color and where they're from and, like, the the acceptance of, like, the caste system, which has talk about systemic racism, like, the economic impacts of that. And this was not only clients in India, but also clients that were in the U.S. and New Jersey that were going on dates in New York. So that that was very alarming to me. They talked about, I mean, clearly the racism piece, but just the way the women's bodies were like total meat yeah, sexism. in a way that the men's weren't. Um, particularly, there was one girl who was in India who I thought was actually the most beautiful girl on the show. And yes. the matchmaker was like, yes. she's ugly and has dark skin, so her choices are super limited, so she needs to basically be happy with what she yeah. gets. and she and ended up not getting a match. Skin. Sorry, spoiler alert. like an entrepreneur and, like, very yes. cool. She started her own clothing business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was horrifying. And so I think, like, this is also something that I saw in relation to Marie Kondo, who we've talked about in the podcast a lot, of, like, mm-hmm. this homogenization of calling every person who's not white a person of color, mm-hmm. which sometimes is great a way to describe people but like if you're lumping all minorities together it's like indian people who are i'm not trying to cast like broad strokes and generalizations on all indian people but just in the context of this show it's like lumping a black person who lives on the south side of chicago who's marching for black lives matter in with seema who's the matchmaker from indian matchmaking who's clearly very racist in the like purest sense of the term of like she's looking at people's skin color and making a judgment like those two people do not have anywhere close to the same lived experience and i think that's a very american thing to like because i think part of it is a good thing like we don't look at those nuances so closely like indian culture does with a caste system of like different gradations in people's skin but part of it is like a whitewashing so to speak of those nuances so that's what it really showed me it was a little alarming and Maybe it made me feel a little too good about being an American of like, oh, I would never do that. I don't know. That's the thing. Like, I think we don't say it out loud anymore. I think that's what's interesting is like it's up front with them. Like they're it's not just hidden. I feel like our racism is just more hidden and subversive. Yeah. Than than that outward. Did you how did you feel? So Chris has spent a some quite she had two trips to India yeah. and spent some time there so did you see that kind of racism and caste system when you were there or is it what is it like when you see it I get the very polished version yeah. of India when I go I get the very corporate version and here but here's what I did glean I think I could spend years in India and not understand the culture and all yeah. of the nuances that can happen in there. There's so many, I mean, they have like over a hundred languages that they yeah. speak. They have so many different cultures and traditions and just depending on just Mumbai is so different than South India. That's different from Delhi and North yeah. India. Like there's so many different cultures there that I think that I, I, I would feel like unprepared to speak about yeah. any of it. 
and it just as an outside observer making like no one would have made those comments of like oh she doesn't have fair skin in front of you because you were like a corporate white visitor from america like that kind of stuff their stuff well they'll say things like well you know you're so what like somebody approached me on the street in goa and she says you're so very white so very beautiful like that's yeah, they that equate being there. white with being beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I thought it was funny because I'm because I like you. I feel like they're beautiful because they have yeah. this like smooth dark skin, and I, you know, I'm like right. this pale tourist that I just feel like I stick out like a sore yeah. thumb. So it is. It's just so interesting that perspective. But um, yeah, India is. It's probably the most. I can't imagine a more culturally diverse yeah. place than India. Yeah. Very cool. Do you guys have any thoughts on? Indian matchmaking. Have you guys watched? <laughs> what do you guys even do? You guys even watch shows? Well, I don't even know what TV you watch. Um, <laughs> what did you say? Um, not really. I'm, we mainly go on like TikTok, or sometimes. <laughs> we can talk about TikTok. What's gonna happen when Trump bans it in forty-five days? He won't. He won't. That's the he thing. Have the power to. I think that <laughs> another company will buy it. I heard. I heard that uh, Microsoft was willing to buy it. Um, I, I don't think Trump's going to ban it. He's already tried two times and it hasn't worked. That's good. I have never been on TikTok. Oh, a kid just wiped out on the campsite for those that are listening at home. Some light up bicycles and some a screeching, a hoverboard. We, we think he's laughing. There's laughing. Um, I have not been on TikTok for the people like me that are noobs. What's so fun about TikTok? We heard you guys giggling all day. It seems very fun. Um, it's, we weren't giggling about that. Yeah, it was. Um, Shows how much I know. Um, Should I go check on them? Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. TikTok, it's basically just like entertainment it's just social media just as easy except but what's better about it than like instagram for example it's just addictive yeah and because there's so much so much different con like content on it also there's like like 500 million users or some crazy number like that so it's more like worldwide kind of and the content is endless like you like if like you get in there and sometimes you get bored of it yeah. like you never run out like sometimes i go on it instagram and it's stop. like yeah. you've and looked at all keeps, your whole feed yeah. or whatever no tiktok will keep throwing stuff at, and i've only been on it because they're on it so i'll go and they'll show me something and i'll start looking at it but it doesn't it's not like yeah instagram will say okay you're yeah. caught up no 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 it'll keep going and going and going yeah it doesn't stop because there's like a there's like a following page of people that you follow that's like people that i know or like famous people whose content i want to see and then there's what's called a for you page where it basically throws a ton of videos at you that um is similar to content that you have interacted with. So I have a question, an important question about TikTok. Explain to me what, why these girls have gotten like ridiculously famous for like just doing these like little weird dances. Like why is this the thing that people find so... I have no idea. Okay. So you don't like the dances as much? I mean, like they're just fun. Like they're fun to learn and stuff. But I know that like some girls on there are literally famous just because they're hot and then and then they've only grown from there but interesting interesting 
what do you what the 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 people that you guys like on tiktok what kind of is it like the dance videos is it more like comedy stuff like physical comedy like what is the videos that you guys like um i think yeah there's like random shit on tiktok like now i think my humor is broken because of tiktok like there could be a picture of a frog with a cowboy hat on (laughs) now we know (laughs) giggling frog with a cowboy hat frogs with cowboy hats it's funny it's like the uh the uh the tick riding an eggplant that David showed us last. David sent Shay a gif. Maybe we'll post it on the Capital yeah. Instagram of a tick with a he was riding an eggplant. That's really funny. No, not like, it's like a cartoon. <laughs> okay. Not it wasn't like thing. an actual tick. It was a gif. It was, it was supposed to be funny. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, maybe okay. There was a okay, look that's up funny. Horror on Christmas Day's <laughs> listeners. Yes. Um like the content endless and then also like everyone's oh they also block like they block certain groups of people who are on different sides of tiktok so like what does that mean yeah so, what are the sides so there's something is it like the jets and the sharks it's a reference <laughs> that you of, probably won't get kind of it's okay, like good. i'm glad you know that <laughs> it's like um there's straight tiktok and then there's alt tiktok so there's which one do you find yourself on i'm on alt tiktok Okay. So the the alt TikTok is like is straight TikTok. Straight TikTok is like for Shay and I and Kristen, and no, alt no. TikTok is for the teens. Like, straight what are we talking about? Straight TikTok is gotta... straight TikTok oh, is for um, the dancers okay. and the people that are famous. For so that's what Shay was talking about. The like yeah. dancing. Yeah. Okay. Alt TikTok is for the random videos and that don't make sense. Like the dark so web funny. that don't make sense, but they're so, so like, funny. Tick riding and or a frog wearing a hat yeah or and also uh, something along those lines also um also like certain activities people do like i'll see a video of a group of friends going thrifting and then go skateboarding afterwards and then have a picnic in the park but some people that are on so-called straight tiktok will see videos of people dancing and see a video of a couple making out in the car or something. Yeah, How do but you this know is based on the algorithm, own? right? Like, I don't understand. Is that you what you mean? Tell. You can just tell. But it, it's not like a choice, right? Like you don't yeah. press a button being like alt TikTok. It's like based on the based the, on the videos that they show that you've you. You've interacted with okay. before. So this is just like colloquial. It's colloquially yeah, it's called alt TikTok. Okay. That's Interesting. Interesting. I don't even want to go down the TikTok hole. You shouldn't. Like, I feel like I'm afraid the Chinese government is spying (laughs) until it's bought by Microsoft. I'm not going to go on Why do you say we shouldn't? Because my screen time has spiked at least five hours a day because (gasps) of TikTok. Just because of TikTok? Kristen's head is in her hands. I have not gone on TikTok like barely at all this trip. And my screen time is at like two hours a day today and yesterday. And that's a lot. But, like, some days when I'm literally doing nothing, mm-hmm. sitting in my room, it's, like, seven hours. Okay, when school starts, the phone is going in the drawer during the day. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> well, I still On pass. record. I still pass, so. It's not pass-fail next year. But I'm, I'm curious. Maybe Shay can speak to this as, like, an impartial observer. Like, <laughs> not to put Kelsey and Haley on the spot, but do you, do you see an increase in phone usage like do you feel like tiktok you're on it more or do you think it's just replaced like instagram and those uh, other I, things never on instagram. I'm, I'm never on instagram but i also i get bored of tiktok usually i'm like 
Kelsey. So you think like total amount of screen time has increased. It's not like you're just using TikTok as opposed to other, like, cause you guys also FaceTime your friends and like do other yeah. stuff. Like I'll, I'll do other stuff. Like it's, it's increased for the most part, but also, but it's also COVID time. So yeah, like, the other thing is that like, what else am I supposed to do? Yeah. Don't worry if your kid is getting too much screen time because yeah. at least they're not dead. What am I supposed Great. to do? Great. Thanks, article, so. I know. What am I supposed yeah. to do? I, I, I want to ask her so with, like, it's the COVID time, so okay. TikTok, like, like, hit right at the right time. Like last yes. summer, I'd say my screen time was probably, like, an hour a day or two and a half hours a day. You think that's about right, Kristen? It's hard to know. Yeah. But now it's... It's by, hard-hitting journalism. Because I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I'm not doing anything all day. But if I go and do something... My mom's like, don't be with friends. But it's also, get off your damn phone. So, like, I, I do I just stand there? Play a board game. You could interact in person. Yes, no, Haley, a board like game. I do, but I do stuff like that as well. Yeah. But, like, my screen time's going to spike anyway. I have nothing to do, so. Yeah, the COVID times, it's hard. That, like, Kelsey, when you came over to my house for sleepover, like, I think... You weren't, like, on your phone, like, when we were having dinner and hanging out, and we watched many, many episodes of Malcolm in the Middle, which was a good, oh. good throwback for yes. me, and Kelsey was really enjoying it. But you weren't, like, you weren't doing what I do, which is terrible, which is I'm on my phone yeah. and Double watching screen. TV at the same time, yeah. which I really I tried to curb myself on that. So I liked that you were, like, I mean, you had your phone out every once in a while, but that you were mostly engaged with whatever activity. So. Yeah. So, Haley, if you don't really do TikTok or Instagram or Facebook like what is your thing on your phone or do you just like Snapchat Snapchat mm. mostly just communicating with my friends or FaceTiming my friends yeah yeah it's yeah. a lot of FaceTime <laughs> yes yeah why does someone have an nice. iPhone oh, there are my no one have <laughs> they're <laughs> dead to us well, except, for, except for like um, one of my close friends from band, he doesn't have an iPhone, but you can. But there's get, like this Google. There's something. like it's like Google. Hangout. Hangout. Go, no, it's Google Duo. Google Duo. I have a download. I have that. Do people? Fa- okay, like do people FaceTime you out of the blue and you answer? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Oh. God, <laughs> it's terrifying. That's how I feel. Absolutely. I'm like, I'll God. just FaceTime Kelsey whenever I feel like it. Yeah, I could just be like, I'm bored. So I'm... you'd rather do that than like talk on the phone. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because yeah. you like seeing their face. I don't think I'd face. like talk to someone on the phone. I haven't talked. To See, someone, I like, like talking to someone on the phone because then I don't have to like look at the camera and I like can't. double chin like they this. Don't, you know what they do? You get like their nostrils. They like yeah. hold the phone so in their like nostrils. That's funny. Okay. It's funny so to it's, be like. It's like the 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 hilarity aspect. It's okay. funny. Interesting, interesting. All right. Fascinating stuff. Fascinating, fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't want to go down the TikTok rabbit hole because I do have some friends that are my age that have done it and they were also like, it's a spiral and I'm like, I don't have time for that in my life. Yeah. And yeah, it seems don't. like from Kelsey's review, it also seems like a spiral. And I am very worried about the Chinese spying on me. Eh, don't care. Also, I feel like with TikTok... Like, I see funny things because people, like, repost it on Instagram, right. and I'm like, okay, I'm getting the highlights. Yes, I have seen so. some of the TikTok videos and stuff. Very interesting. Yeah. Cool. Haley, do you have a topic, or do you want to skip? Um, we can, or you can do a duo. First. Oh, yeah, Kelsey. Kelsey. First, maybe I'll think of something. I thought that was my topic. The TikTok. 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 Yeah. Topic? Yeah. TikTok topic? Uh-huh. Well, do we have... 
We're at 45 minutes. I haven't I haven't done a topic oh, yet. Ours was kind of like round us out. Yeah, I mean the Indian matchmaking was just like so riveting. Um we can talk about uh Zac Efron being a zaddy for a hot second. What is a zaddy? It's like a hot it's like a Okay, so it's like a guy that's not like old enough to be your dad but looks like a dad kind of. So it's like a thirty. In what world does Zac Efron look like a dad? He's looking quite grizzled because of the typhus. <laughs> yeah, you haven't seen the show, Kristen. Okay, I haven't seen that. No, it's like last I saw him was. It's like that. a hot dad, like when you're at the park and you see the dad in like the jogging shorts and like the wife is nowhere to be found and you're like, that's a hot dad with a baby. <laughs> okay. That's like a zaddy. Okay, zaddy, got it. So like for me, I'm like that guy's not old enough to be my dad, but he is a hot dad objectively. Got it. So like so David like could be a zaddy. <laughs> yes. Oh. You heard it here. <laughs> Precisely. Rachel, poor David, is like driving his truck around, and I'm like, David's a zaddy, and he just hears Kelsey go. <laughs> yes. So Zach Efron has a travel show on Netflix. It's so good. Um, it's so good. It's called Down to Earth, and what I love about it is um, obviously Zach Efron, millennial icon, is in it, and he's looking he's real cute. American. He's an American treasure. He's very pretty. Yes. Well, have you seen the show, Kelsey? No. You should watch it. I know we need to. Um, you used to be able to add things to your Netflix queue. Is that still a thing? Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. And but he he's traveling with this guy Darren, and Darren is he is big. He's vegan. He's big into like plant based eating and sustainable lifestyle. And they go to all of these destinations around the globe to talk about sustainable living. So the first episode is in Iceland. And then the last one, they go to the Amazon. They go a bunch of places in between. And they talk about all these, like, various aspects of Earth and sustainability and stuff. And then also about culture and things like that. So it... I think my favorite thing I've learned. Yes. So I've watched four episodes, three or four episodes. That in Paris, they have sparkling water fountains yes. for the plebes. Yes. What? The plebes. Like they have the like regular. sparkling water fountains so you can just be on the street like you know just like a normal water fountain they have ones that are sparkling water like so, so like the soda, soda stream yeah like the soda stream <gasps> yeah fancy right. in, so- Paris? in Paris how did I miss that I know I go. yes Asante. yes my favorite thing that Huzzah. I learned <laughs> um I'm trying to think what my favorite thing I learned I think it was the Iceland episode I really, really enjoyed because it was talking. I love thermal baths. I love like a hot spring or like a thermal bath situation. Just like heat coming from the earth's crust and warming water. And then you can go into it like a hot tub. Love it. So that was very interesting. Like the Blue Lagoon, which has, I think, been like overcome by like Instagram and stuff. But to actually see what that place is about and the history behind it and how it has all these medicinal properties. And it's also like an engineering marvel and stuff. That was very cool. How, yes. like, people, like, get cured psoriasis yes. on these mineral baths. All the minerals. Uh, Very yeah. cool. But also, back to just Zac Efron. Yeah. He, Let's just talk about him. Just, you need to Google Kristen. Yes, but you need to Google Zac Efron so you can see him without the shirt on and be like, oh, yeah. Okay. Dad. Like I'll do that later. But he's looking quite, quite fit. And yes. um, he's also just such, like, David and I had a very long discussion about is he stupid or just really authentic and enthusiastic? And we I think decided both. authentic and enthusiastic. <laughs> Maybe not the brightest crayon. This is like a Parna. Shay is like, she's great. And I'm like, no. 
<laughs> well, I wouldn't say she's great. No, I know. But like, I think Zac Efron is you're again. So, you're much, you're not a much nicer person. Well, he's not the brightest crayon in the box. Yeah. But like, he clearly has made some good choices, yeah. and it was, it's just, I think he's just a really open and loving, and like, and you know, he has a zest for he has life. A zest for life. And, and I really rich for the rest of his life, so. Yes, yeah. that high school musical then, money. Then, because I was watching this, and I was telling, texting my friend Katie Carroll, who has not been a guest of the pod yet, but could be, uh, what, you know, I said, oh, have you seen this show? And she's like, oh, did you hear how he, Zac Efron got typhoid yes. in Papua New Guinea and almost died? And I was like, this is terrible news, but that's also, I think, why he kind of looks grizzled. Yeah. He should have gotten his vaccinations then before know, he, you have to get vaccinations before he goes. It's a little, places. it's a little crazy. Yeah. It's a good show. It's very like, you see a, I think a bigger glimpse into Zac Efron's personality, which is nice, but I always question like celebrities that like didn't go to high school and didn't get like an education. Well, you don't think he learned anything on, from the set tutors of <laughs> high, high school, school musical? Wild cat. <laughs> Shay could be a TikTok star doing the high school musical dances. Especially in my outfit right now, where I look like the character from um, Wayne's World. <laughs> That's the vibe I have going on. I, I look like a minor, is what Shay said. Um, what are your guys' feelings on Zach Efron? What comes to mind? Hot. Hot. The greatest showman. The greatest showman. Actually, not that hot anymore, yeah, but he's he's, he's so old now. So I like the zaddy look more than the young I do, I do. look. Oh, he yeah. could he could actually be my father, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So, he's like thirty. He was yeah. like a he's thirty-one, and you're how yeah. old? Yeah, he was a teen dad. Yeah. Uh, questionable. Yeah, that's gross. but yeah, that's good. But I can he was see that. Very pretty in High School Musical. Yeah. I can't think of him in High School Musical because then I feel like yeah, it's icky. Yeah, it's icky. It's icky. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. Well, Zac Efron now has something for everyone: High School Musical and this new show. He's only growing. He's only going to become more of a treasure yes. as he ages. I love that. So. I disagree. Right. Okay, never mind. Haley, Kelsey disagrees, so we'll see who comes out on top. Yeah. All right, Haley. Any topic? No pressure. No. Um, no. I do not. Okay. We love it. All right. Any other pressing stuff while we're around the campfire having a jaunty discussion? I just, I love, I love that we're here again. I know. I love so that we're here with the same group. This is very special. Yeah, especially during COVID especially times. Especially during COVID times. And, um, I don't know. Yeah. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Blow your nose. I don't know. Don't, don't blow your nose. <laughs> Wear a damn mask. Wear a damn yes. mask. Wear a mask. Yeah. Well, thank you all for being here. Yeah. Thanks, This guys. is great. Seriously, thank you for coming on our, like, letting us you know, rope you into podcasting. I know. Many times. Many repeat guests among us. We love it. Some fan favorite favorites. Guests. Fan favorites. Yep. Kelsey was a real fan favorite during your solo episode. Lest we forget. Ooh, great job. <laughs> All right. You. Campers, uh, you know where to find us. We will see you in two weeks. Uh, we've got some great episodes coming up for you. Um, and thanks, as always, for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening. Camp Adulthood is hosted by Maddie Yergi, Resident Youth, and Shay Keats, Camp Adulthood. We are produced by Jenny Mayfield, and this episode was recorded in Maddie's living room. You can find us on social media at camp underscore adulthood. You can email us hello at campadulthood.com, and you can visit us at campadulthood.com. Thanks, campers. 
We hope that you enjoy your stay at camp.